Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all a brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C-Certified Brewhead. And I'm Scott Beard, Paul, Beer Enthusiast. And welcome to Beer Nuts Podcast, episode 57. And we are still here in Detroit. Detroit. Because um, it's amazing. And we're here at Holmesbury in Ann Arbor. I'd lie. We're not in Detroit at all. No. I apologize. Ann Arbor, yeah. Dirty lies. Ann Arbor. We've been, we've been moving around a lot today. Remember, so we, and then having a couple beers. And we're hungover for you. kind of forget where we are. And who we are. <clears throat> and who we are. So we have uh, Nick and Tommy from uh, Holmesbury here in Ann Arbor. Um, owner and head brewer. Yep. yep. Correct. Yo, guys, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, yeah of course. Coming. Really appreciate it. Such a cool facility you got here. Thanks. Thanks. And it's brand spanking new. A few months. Yeah, open three months. Crazy. Yeah. Um, how's it all been going? It's been pretty awesome. Yeah, we're three months in, about two years to get it open from start to. It's okay. Good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Just ignore me. <laughs> yeah, two, it's about two years to get it open. Long grind to to get here, but now yeah, that we're. Right. Kick the doors open, it's been pretty sweet. Fantastic. Staying pretty steady. So really? You, you guys were at the Michigan Beer Fest yesterday. Was that the Michigan Summer Beer Festival? Was that your first beer festival you participated in? Yeah. Locally really. or just all together? All together. So, all together. First I, real beer event, event we've done. We uh, we just made the cutoff. There's a waiting period when you're when you're in the Michigan Brewers Guild to when you can get into the beer festival and they squeaked us in and let us know like a week and a half ago that awesome. we'd be part of it so yeah so we, we literally really like got our booth stuff like the day before like, wow yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. our guy was painting together painting art on our before so nice yeah it was awesome yeah, yeah. It, was, it was really great yeah, yeah it was it's local for us so that we had a bunch of our regulars Supporting us, wearing our swag, and then oh, uh, we saw a lot. So we actually was first that's yeah. Before, like, yeah. My eye was drawn to the me, swag yeah. I saw in the, 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 the tank tops. Yeah. And the, I was like, wow, man, that's a cool. Oh, okay, yeah. that's what we're interviewing the next day. So <laughs> yeah, perfect. So yeah, we, so yeah, it was awesome. Fantastic. So it was good. You got good feedback and stuff from uh, yeah. From yeah, it was great. We, we had a lot of other brewers pulling for us too, which was great. I, I know a lot of the, the the Jolly Pumpkin guys and Old Nation guys were telling people to come check out our booth. So I think that Amazing. helped drive drive people to our booth a bunch. It went really well. Yeah. That's great, man. Right. <clears throat> so, I guess, let's talk about the beers that we've got here first. Um, before Are we all drinking? Stories. So, no, the okay. different beer. Okay. Yeah. So, three of us have the Lots of Dots uh, IPA. Yep. Yep. Tell us about this bad boy. 6.2%? Yeah, 6.2 IPA. Uh, Maris Otter, base malt, English Maris Otter. Ah. Yeah, so that, that helps kind of build up the maltiness, a little bit of sweetness in it. And then we hop with Centennial, uh, Galaxy and Mosaic, just a bunch, nice. a bunch of late hop addition, a bunch of dry hop. Um, so kind of a little bit of the dankness from Galaxy, a little bit of the pineiness from Centennial, and then Mosaic is really strong in the flavor too, mm-hmm. that fruity tropical Mosaic flavor. Fantastic. <clears throat> and intentionally hazy, which is uh, our whole thing. We're, we're into this stuff pretty heavy, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we was just saying before, to, before we, um, trying not to talk too much before we started recording, but um, the hazy stuff is uh, something that, as you, if you guys listen or watch us at all, you know we don't shut up about it. So we, we thought it was interesting that in Michigan it didn't seem to be a, a hugely widespread um, style of stuff, yet this is the third one, walk in the door here and bam. Um, how do you guys feel about that? Was, was yeah, it's 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 definitely starting to take a hold of Michigan. It's not like the East Coast. We we spent a big trip, and this is kind of going to how, how we almost met up with you guys in yes. Montreal. We had done a huge trip before we opened. That was, that was a big part of like the culture of uh, like building our beer styles was going and talking to places or people outside of Michigan. So we went to uh, 
<clears throat> we went through Montreal, Toronto, Montreal, and then all through New England. So we hit up like the um, Hill Farmstead and the Alchemist and Trillium and all those really amazing breweries there. That was a big influence on Bellwoods, us for sure. Other half. Bellwoods, yeah, exactly. Wow, wow you really did all of them, man. Did you guys yeah, have Bissell? Bissell Brothers. We didn't make it to no, night shift, no. Yeah. Main beer company. They were on the last movie. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you can't do well. gotta make another trip. Can't do well. Yeah. Did you go to like Fiddlehead or Lost Nation out in Vermont as well? No, Lost Nation was on the list. We it was a tight it schedule. Was, yeah, for so sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, you guys had one night in Montreal and we couldn't unfortunately make it. Well. Yeah, we basically tried to go to the places that like could meet with us too because we wanted to pick, pick people's right. brains and and you know establish some relationships. So. Yeah, sure. right. Yeah, it was there was inter- like we set up. Uh, Meetings with brewers or owners at every single place we went to. Nice. Yeah. Smart. <clears throat> how was that for research? Because I remember when we spoke about it, I kind of forgot until you reminded me. Um, and I was thinking, I was like, I remember you said to me that, like, I just want to pick your brain, just like, you know, I assume that's what you were doing the whole time. Yeah. From even like someone like us who was you know, not in the industry necessarily, like a little outside of it, we speak to a lot of people mm-hmm. around or whatever, I guess yeah. we can sort of represent for the drinkers and shit. Yeah. Um, how was that? experience like going through and talking to I mean you said you spoke to John from the Alchemist, you spoke yeah. to Sean Hill at uh, yeah. Farmstead. Like how how was that for you guys? Like, it was awesome. It was yeah. it was everything, yeah, for, <laughs> for you know, for as far as what we're doing here. Um, it meant it was huge. It meant everything. It was a, it was very much uh, it very much molded what we do here. Um, other half was huge for us too. Yeah. They spent a bunch of time with us. Those guys are amazing. Um, so just even down to what kind of can designs we like, what kind of beers we like. You know, we we <clears throat> we don't subscribe to saying that we do New England IPAs. We just we love hoppy beers. We do hoppy beers. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't add anything to the beer to make it hazy. It's just the way we hop. But <clears throat> uh, we're definitely inspired by how they do things over there. I mean that's right. the, in my opinion it's the best beer in, in the world right now is coming out of that area. So we <clears throat> we definitely took a lot of influence and it shaped how we do things here. Are they very willing to give up uh, like industry secrets and recipes and stuff to help you guys along or, or just kind of guide you in the right direction? Um, yeah, some more than others, which understandably, like, yeah. you, know, you don't know me. And sure, like, yeah, yeah, give me all your recipes and then resell them. Give me all the information I want, yeah. but like specifically uh, John at, at The Alchemist, I mean, he'll kind of tell you whatever you want. You wow. know, he's, whatever you, whatever you want to know, he'll let you know. And he. He really didn't have to spend any time with us and like he definitely went above and beyond just like kind of showing us around and what they're all about and their culture and their yeah, that was an awesome experience yeah mo- most of the people are pretty cool about giving you some information at least i think we left <clears throat> spending time with alchemists and some of the other people on that on the east coast with a sense of our identity around being more in that style where in michigan you're pretty you feel almost forced to get a distribution right away and get bigger when we really just want to stay the size that is, uh, lets us continue to do what we want to do and have flexibility to continue to just make stuff that we enjoy versus feeling like we're just fulfilling orders. Um, and I mean, John, especially, I feel like we, we told our staff like a story about him uh, and the way that he reacted to someone mistreating his beer in front of him and how he like was genuinely like upset about it. And we left that thinking like, yeah, that's the way we need to treat the beer. If we're going to pour our heart and soul into what we're doing, then it's we like want to. Right? Yeah, we yeah. want to make sure we have control of it as long as we can until we're giving it to the person that should be drinking it. So, right. um, that's cool. Yeah, I think it. We left talking to all those people, feeling very inspired and very aware of the style of thing that we wanted to do being successful somewhere else, since it wasn't really modeled for us in Michigan already. 
Right. Yeah. And how, like, I guess you guys are some of the few doing this style. as the response from the, the, the consumers, your clients, the places we're having it? Yeah, I mean, and it's, it's, and it's a it's, quiet Sunday, not you know, not the nicest day in the world. Like, yeah, it's pretty good. This is a pretty chill day, which is, which wow. is nice for you yeah. guys to be here. Yeah, um, oh. but it's still. You know, most I mean the inside a little bit, but the whole outside is completely rammed. So I mean that's that's a good sign. It's it's been really well received. I think there's definitely demand for it, especially like craft beer enthusiasts in, in Michigan have been getting East Coast beer sent to us for you know you know the last couple of years yeah. or, or longer. So uh, there was there was pent up demand for it, um, but you know I feel like for us we got to talk to the people that started it, which yeah. helped a lot. So we just I feel like there's people that are um, still figuring it out. Whereas the East Coast has really figured it out already. Right. Yeah, they know what they're doing. Did they ever sort of give you an indication if they felt that like this style is somewhat of a trend, or if they feel like it? You know, I guess it came out called them on IPA or New England IPA. It's, it's just what's all do. a trend. So everything yeah. is <laughs> a trend. I guess. Like, yeah. I know that. Like I guess because these breweries, like you know, Trillium and Triad, they they don't have a. They're based on that style. The whole yeah. lineup yeah. is is that. So yeah. like. I mean, it's not showing any signs of dropping off yet, but the day ever give you an indication, like, ah, oh, you know, we'll, we'll switch it up as time goes. I don't think they made it. Uh, my impression is that they didn't make it to be a New England style IPA. It was they were making stuff that they liked, and it happened and to be hazy. And, yeah, and that's, that's kind of where we're at, too. I feel like the rest of the country is really starting to put that on their cans. New England style IPA, where for them, it's... it's I mean, it sounds IPA. dumb, but it's just IPA. Like, that's the kind of beer that they make. And, I mean, yeah, everything is trendy in the brewing world, but, like, for me... I mean, this is going to sound cheesy, like, I did it before, it was cool, but I always liked low bitter IPAs and, like, really floral. So, if somebody comes out of New Zealand and said, we, we make a hop that tastes like guava and passion fruit, it's like, yeah, I'm going to use that hop. <laughs> like, why? You know what I mean? And, and like, lots of it. It doesn't need to be bitter, and it's going to be super fruity, and it's going to taste like something that nobody thought hops could ever taste like. Like, yeah. not, and I have no, no, no problem with noble hop varieties, and... The older style hop varieties are great and they have a place. And, you know, the woody and spicy is great, but it's like, well, that tastes like guava and passion fruit or oranges and like... That's just cool. Uh, I yeah, that. I, I want mean, that in my life. Like, yeah. I kind of, why would I not do that? Yeah. At least in my taste, that's... You know, Absolutely. It makes, it makes sense to, yeah. for so me. Is it generally then following what you, you're making what you like to drink, essentially? Is that Absolutely. the primary motivator or Definitely. is it... <clears throat> Absolutely, yeah. Is, we're, yeah. We're... <laughs> for sure. We're the harshest critics of our own beer, for sure. We constantly have sit down, sit downs where like he's very, he feels very comfortable, and I feel comfortable getting advice from him about like just shitting on the beer if it's not as good as or it's not up to par where we want it to be. And all the beers have been great so far, I think. But there's definitely like room for improvement, and if we don't like it, we don't really brew it. I mean, you know, I I appreciate really great stouts or really I like a lot of dark beers, but <clears throat> it's not completely our thing. So we have one stout on. It's sometimes it's on, sometimes it's not. We don't really have a lot of dark beers. Mm -hmm. um, we definitely gear towards concentrating on specific styles that we really enjoy. And yeah. I, I, my like canned answer when people like will compliment the beer a lot of times is this is the worst it will ever be because uh, it's always we're going to be obsessed right. with with refining and getting better. And if something feels stale to us at some point, then we can stop making it. As long, I mean, like I said earlier, if you're if you're cranking out, you know, two hundred thousand barrels of one beer it's yeah. tough to stop but you know we hope to stay at a size where we're not making beer we don't love right so i guess we'll, we should jump back on that note to your both your stories so it's always interesting to see how people got into beer and got to where they are so yeah. like you know do you guys want to break down sort of 
how you got into it, maybe, you know, whether it was your home brewing before or how that I am not a brewer at all. I actually was uh, in home health care before this, loved craft beer, um, wanted something like this in Ann Arbor, and I uh, had a supportive wife that encouraged me to move on to do something I'd be passionate about. Um, had identified that there were a lot of breweries run by brewers that weren't necessarily the op side, so I liked the idea of taking on the operations and handling the day-to-day kind of back-end stuff to free someone up like Nick to just do their thing, right. you know, without having to worry about uh, payroll or other shit. So, right. um, and, you know, kind of jumped into it without even knowing Nick yet. Second, I like talked to Nick. It was like, like we oh, are this is meant it. to be together. We're yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean that was April of 2015. Like started writing a business plan, um, and and in July of 2015 had Nick on board, and basically didn't even uh, didn't even get the building till March of 16, and then didn't open till April of 17. So right, um, he was fresh then, and he had he had a year of. Being down, uh, we moved from Traverse City, uh, where he was at, uh, down to Ann Arbor. We had a little over a year of brewing a pile of batches out of my garage. Wow. Uh, having a group of out. having a group of friends yeah. that were committed to giving us feedback on them and just being harsh critics. Good mates. T- tough yeah. job. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was really tough. Yeah. All right, all right. Free beer. We're coming up. Free beer. Again, really? It was for poker yes. night too. So Every week at poker night, we'd have a whole, we'd have a keg rated with beers on tap, rating system. But that was awesome. And and that also helped us like build a little community of people that were just like really felt invested into it. And like, yeah, so it was awesome. Um, But yeah, and then after, and then we had time to travel that year too and and really refine what we were doing while the construction process was going on. Right. And that was why you guys came to, to promote yeah, yeah that was, we had done a, um, a Portland trip earlier that year, and then... Uh, Portland, Oregon. Yeah, Portland, oh, Oregon, yeah. yep. And then did a, a whole East Coast Vision Quest in October of yeah. 16. So that was like, just, that was your research phase? Yeah. And, whole, yeah, and then we did a, a bunch phase. of traveling in, in Michigan as well. We did yeah. Swansea. Swansea Day was at Jolly Pumpkin, which is Cantillon's. Right. Uh, they released the Zwanzi beer. Oh yeah, I heard about that. It was yeah. really, and, and that was a big part of it too. It was ridiculous. It was, it's essentially the best sour beers in the country all in one place for a beer festival. So that had a lot of it was Hot ridiculous. Yeah, 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 it was it was crazy. So that had a, definitely had a lot of influence on the sour beers that we do here. Okay. So where are you from? How'd you get here? Break it down. Like, jumped in. I am. How far back do we want to go? I am. <laughs> I'm from New Jersey. Originally, I was born and raised in, in New Jersey. I grew up like 12 miles outside of New York City. Right. Um, I kind of got into cooking when I was in high school. Um, this is all going to lead up to the final answer. No, take your time. People want the full details. Yeah, yeah right. I went to school three elementary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I grew up in Jersey. I, I worked at my uncle's uh, catering business doing Italian food. You know, obviously, northern Jersey is a lot of Italians. So I worked, I did a lot of Italian food, and I kind of really got interested in cooking, and I decided I want to go to uh, culinary school. So I went to Johnson & Wales University in Providence, Rhode Island. And, um, it's, it's one of the better 
culinary schools in the United States, so I was really excited about that opportunity. And uh, I got a degree in culinary arts there, and I <clears throat> was really, really racked with debt because I had gone to private college, so I, I had to take a job that would you know, kind of take care of me a little better. So I didn't necessarily get that dream job in a kitchen that I really wanted to work. I, I took a, uh, a job at a university in New York City running the law school food service department, which as you can imagine is not super exciting, but like a, a great creative outlet. And I was kind of really grinding away and, and really like not loving the way my, the direction my life was going. I was, you know, I was definitely not happy to go to work every day and doing the grind and drive from New York to, to Queens every single day. And it was just, you know, it was kind of a, a little bit of a miserable point in my life. And, uh, you know, they were cutting back and they had, uh, they started laying people off and I got laid off the whole time. I was kind of in really into home brewing and I really was like, like a lot of guys was just like, I wish I could make this, you know, my profession. And I, I got laid off. <clears throat> I had volunteered a few nights at a local brewery in New Jersey called Cricket Hill Brewery. And, um, just for their bottling run, they had a, a bottling line from Germany that was made in the 1960s and cool. all the directions were in German and nobody oh, spoke shit. German and <laughs> it was just like grinding out on this machine and I, and I was like as, as crappy as it was like I was just in love with being at that place and like walking around the tanks and like just not even talking to people just looking at the equipment and really being in love with what was happening there. And, uh, I imagine you like touching the tanks and <laughs> that, it did. That's how it was. Though. Just running your finger along. Yeah, it was weird. Like, I would, I would break away from the group and just. Yeah. Like, it was like a Budweiser commercial. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I got laid off, and they, they really didn't, they really didn't bring on a lot of employees. They had a lot of interns. Um, so I took an internship there, and I was a full-time unpaid intern for four months. And I just like, you know, I, I had applied to other places. I applied to Rutgers University, it's a big college in New Jersey, and they have a great tiny dining program. It was, I would have been a state employee, and it was a great offer. Mm -hmm. And like, I just was like, you know, no, I don't, I'm gonna, yeah. like, you know, I'm gonna probably be in financial, uh, in, a, in a bad financial situation for a long time, but, you know, I'm, I'm just gonna pass on that because I can't imagine going back to that life. It was, yeah. it was just like, it wasn't an option for me anymore at that point. I had to, I had to be in brewing. Um, I didn't tell my parents that for a long time because like, <laughs> they would have been super angry about that. But So I, I, I took that full-time internship. I did that, and then I got a job offer at um, 508 Show Breweries, a little brew pub in New York City, um, just brewing in their basement as an assistant brewer and just really grinding it out and, and working super hard there. And, I was there for a year, and then I, I was applying around, and I got a job opportunity offered to me at a uh, Right Brain Brewery, which is up in Traverse City. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty, it's a, it's a decent sized brewery in Michigan for those who aren't aware. And the, uh, it was a great opportunity, and like I got the job, and then two weeks later, I was living in Traverse City, where I'd never been before. I'd never seen Traverse City, or you know, my my wife, she's my girlfriend at the time but she's from Michigan she's from southern you know or the southern part of Michigan and is that why you applied to no not really I was applying everywhere and no one would have me at that point like I didn't really have a lot of experience um, and uh, right brain was one of the only places that that ended up getting back to me and it, it really really worked out you know I drove up to Traverse City from from New Jersey and uh, I after less than a year I had moved up to the head brewer position I was there for uh, almost four years. Um, it was an awesome experience. Um, and I started to want to make a move. I'm not really a winter person, so 
you guys being from Toronto, Canada, or Montreal, probably a little... Still doesn't make us winter people. Yeah, I was not, you know. The first winter I was up there, it was okay, and then the next winter was 150 inches of snow, and it was, uh, you know, negative... 26 degrees with no wind chill and I was just like yeah I can't I, I don't I can't live I can't, like I can't live this life <laughs> the snow pile in front of my house would, would get like as tall as the house it was huge you couldn't see the house anymore um so I started yeah right so I started looking around and I had applied uh Tommy posted something on uh on a brewery industry website and I I applied he called me like 20 minutes later and it was nice. like this seems like you know this good seems fit legit yeah and then yeah we came down I talked to him and you know we, it was a really really good fit and then I came down moved down here and uh, it was just a, a year of grinding on pilot batch beers and mm -hmm. trying to figure it out and yeah now, now we're here. So yeah. is there something to like say coming from working for another brewery and stuff and I know it's like another new job but it's kind of different though because you guys are working it out together like you got your vision and you're like alright why well, do need someone to see this vision through and then you've been the head brewer but this is like you get to create this. Like yeah. What your job is is really creating. Like you make the brand and do everything else, but you're you're making this, which is what people come back for. So I mean, that's kind of cool that you get to actually really like yeah. have a hands-on uh, you know, role. Yeah. I think professionally, it's definitely the best experience of my life because you know my I'm not a very strong I'm not very strong on the engineering side of the brewing or the the microbiology, but my strength is definitely recipe writing. Like I'm familiar with flavor and what aroma that's, that's kind of my background like I understand flavor so it's coming from a food bag a culinary background right. that only makes sense right? exactly yeah so writing all the recipes from scratch and doing it the way I want to do it is exactly where I want to be um, it, yeah so it was awesome you know it's great there's there's some downsides because at a big production brewery we have cellarmen <clears throat> that scrub the floors or clean the tanks and you know, the first few months here, I didn't bring anyone on to help me because I thought I was going to be able to do it on my own, which was a silly thing to even think. But yeah. so I'm doing everything back there, and uh, so there's there's definitely a lot of lot more work that goes into it. But like, it, it never feels like it's uh, a pain or like it's I don't want to come in in the morning. It's like yeah. every day is awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I I'm very that's not lost on me. I'm very aware that this is a great opportunity. You know. Mm -hmm. Well, the liquid obviously is very delicious. Oh, I, I also, um, the branding's so cool. That's what caught my eye at first. And at the <clears> beer <throat> festival yesterday, we saw a bunch of tanks and hats and tees and stuff like that. I was like, what's that place? And yeah. I saw Holmes <laughs> and I'm like, what, who inspired that? Who's the artist? I also see a lot of art around here too. Is this, uh, do you guys do this or do you commission it? The art done? around here, there's a, a local street artist from the Detroit area that um, did all the, the stuff around the brewery. We did, did several installations in the hallway, the bathrooms. There's uh, six Roman shades um, in, the, uh, in the in the main dining area that uh, he like painted on Roman shades because it hides like dartboards and stuff like that. He painted all behind the, the tanks and everything. He's just awesome guy. His name is Paolo Padini. He's sweet. Um, and then uh, for branding, like we've, we just kind of worked hard on it. Uh, it was something like I do it a long time ago and we like left it and came back to it and finally like settled on it. Um, but you, know, you, you do some branding stuff too, but yeah. it's like nothing ever feels like a, a thousand percent, right? <laughs> so yeah, right. Uh, yeah. So by the time like we settled on it, I was like, yeah, I like it a lot. It's the thing I like the most, but um, it wasn't until we opened that people like 
loved it and we're like, okay, yeah, okay. We gotta, we're, we're, gotta talking, symbol. we're talking off camera earlier and you're saying there's a lot of kind of similar branding, especially in Michigan, um, kind of that rustic kind of woodsman feel, but you guys have kind of more uh, refined, clean kind of, modern, it's almost modern urban. urban feel to it, which is cool. I mean, yeah. it's just branding, but it is the face of what you're selling. So um, it, I guess, does reflect what's in the glass. Well, and we we're, went for simple and symbolic. It's, I mean, not to get like too cheesy about it, but so we're, we're Holmes is the Five Great Lakes. He actually we're going to ask you soon. Oh, sorry, sorry. sorry. Like, yeah. yeah so as, as an Ontarian, I, we learned that in school. Yeah, the, it's like the five great lakes. half the people know that or don't yeah. around here. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's what it is. So the five lines in there for the five great lakes. And then one of our biggest things is about grinding and doing better and, and continuing to refine ourselves. So we resonate with an upside down triangle for that kind of like filtering and refining kind of shape. Ah. Um, so that, I don't know. It, it, for some reason, we kept going back to it. We liked it a lot, and then uh, just tested a million different ideas and came back to like the idea that we had a long time. There's five lines for did you say that? Yeah, I counted. I thought that's what I figured it would be, right? Yeah, look at that. And then we wanted it to be clean and symbolic and something that could stand on its own without it having to say homes everywhere. Right. Um, yeah. A lot of like what we do, like our sign in the front is very subtle, and a big part of that was we want. It, people to find us because the beer is good. We don't want them to find us because we have a flashing sign or because we spent a bunch of money on marketing or yeah. something like that. So, um, and then inside, like you were, had probably talked about earlier, we were pretty intentionally never going to put like any rustic barn whatever anywhere or like stay away from things that are maybe a little bit more um, familiar in Michigan. Right. Um, not there's anything wrong with that, but just to have our own unique style and it's the stuff that we like more anyways. So the building was already concrete and you know raw iron and just has like a bunch of cool old character and history, yeah. but um, is not is not the same type of history that a lot of other buildings uh, have for Michigan breweries. Um, so we, we kind of found a way to incorporate the, the street art, bright colors into a space that was previously nothing like this. <laughs> We've definitely mm -hmm. transformed the space and uh, made it feel like what we wanted. Um, we wanted it to be a place that uh, helped kind of facilitate the enjoyment of the beer and uh, by giving it a cool aesthetic, but also super functional and super flexible. Um, so the branding I feel like was tied into like the aesthetic that we have in our space and like the type of quality and thoughtfulness that we wanted to put into the beer and everything else that we do. Fantastic. Yeah. What, why the, um, I guess you sort of said with the bright colors, but that, oh, it's like teal, is that what it is? Or turquoise, like the, the outside, Calypso? Yeah. Calypso? <laughs> Super Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. You should have known fancy. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought it was more a Robin's egg blue, but I guess Calypso. I'll go with that. So like that one of the tanks we saw yesterday just walked around, that jumped out. And then when Dave were pulling up from up from up there, see, like, see that uh, the blue blue now, like the light blue one behind Not it? Not that blue, there. but the other He'd blue never been there before, but he yeah. knew what it was. He knew the blue, oh, he right. recognized yeah. the blue. And from I saw a picture so. from someone on Instagram as well that we met yesterday at the, at the festival, and, and she had a picture out the front, and I saw them like, whoa, that's what it looks like? Like, damn, this is crazy. Yeah. yeah. So I really feel like <clears> you've achieved that. With, with that, even in our oh, very small right, shade of blue, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just with the blue, like you know, and that's what it is. I mean, the symbolism people recognize the symbol for what it is without having the name, and they're going to see that color and they're going to associate that color. And we also liked, like, we always talk about like black white color pops is kind of what we want it to be. We want we want the base to be there to be black and white and very simple and clean, but then like that gives you the contrast of like bright colors that that will stand out every now and then. So we love the idea of just like 
black and like unassuming small sign, black and white sign in the front. You turn the corner and there's this chartreuse awning and Calypso shipping container on top of the roof and uh, you know, more vibrant in color so it's just like not really going on in the brewery. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah. yeah. So we stay I mean and that but, was a big thing too, like there's a there's a in breweries in general, there's a lot of like masculinity to them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we true. steered away from that, and like, <clears throat> not not to say these colors are feminine colors, but like we, you know, that's a good way to differentiate yourself is like these really bright, intense, right? Like just make you feel good colors. So we do have like the brew house area is hot pink. It's bright, bright, oh, bright so pink. No, that's not. <laughs> that's legit. Yeah. It's literally like poster board hot pink. Yeah. They had the paint that we got for that. They use mostly for like um, like neon putt putt golf. Like, like, like the, is it glow in the dark? Like, like the black light. Like, no yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a black light in the brew house? <clears throat> we no, don't. Okay. But maybe yeah, that's a great suggestion. Bring it in, yeah. yeah. Get some cool pictures of. Yeah. All lit up. You've got, you've got, okay, that's really cool, man. That's just really. We actually noticed coming in too. There was a large female presence in the bar, and I'm like, that that, that was kind of cool because I know I, mean, I know when. Some people associate the craft beer scene being very masculine and big beards sure. and hipsters, and it was cool to see a lot of women here too. Yes. And good beer is good beer; it doesn't matter. It's not uh, gender specific, obviously. Right. So, well, I think we, between like the space being casual, so it's I don't know, it's not a you can come in and sit without ever talking to to like a server or anything like that, um, or waiting for a hostess. But between that and the fact that there's outdoor seating, I think a lot of our beers, like. A lot of people that don't necessarily love beer will like, you know, like kettle sours or they'll get their eyes open to beer because of the style of beer they make. Even like less, less bitter uh, IPAs are like a, this, yeah. a right. good way to, to get someone that says they hate IPAs into IPAs. Really, yeah. Um, that seemed to work for you so far? Oh, for sure. I think well, you, yeah. you can convert yeah. wine drinkers with the kettle sours. sours. You see that yeah. the acidity is familiar to wine. <laughs> we're, yeah. telling we're working on really? it. We're working on it. Tastes a big wine person. Yeah. Okay. She's just. She's not, not sold sour on yet. sours yet, so... Yeah, she yeah. loves it. That's she likes their IPAs. Okay. But then Imperial we went to Niagara IPAs. the other day. It was her birthday, so we went to Niagara, and we uh, we drank a bunch of white wines, and then we went to a brewery afterwards, and I sort of like, hit why I liked white wines. Like, oh, why I like sours, I thought, maybe, was because of white wine. I'm like, yo, you should be liking this stuff, because <laughs> it's not too dissimilar in flavor. Yeah. Far, this so. is dangerous to ask, then. Didn't you already have Blurb? You no, tried the, one that, the one that I just had. Oh, blue, okay. The blueberry oh, kettle sour. Didn't have it. We'll have to get you a okay, spot of it. Yeah, we'll get her in now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was delicious. There's turquoise outside. Calypso. 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 How can you not want to? I look really good. I want to try that one. So the other range, then I guess the type of stuff. Like we didn't even talk about your beer. We kind of we just talked about the yeah the hazy stuff. What, right. what do you got? This is same same different. So it's That's definitely not a. Beer, right? it's, yeah, this is our biggest our biggest selling beer. I brew more of this than anything else. And it's it's not necessarily like a thick hazy beer, but it's it's not a clear beer. It's, it's never it's never a clear beer for the most part. But um, I contracted hops with this beer in mind for sure for like growing for the next five years. Gotcha. Um, it is a lot of American Turo um, and some Vienna malt. I really like Vienna malt and IPAs uh, instead of any kind of crystal malt. And then uh, it's Mosaic, Citra, and Simcoe. Nice. Which <clears throat> you can't really go wrong with that Never. combination of hops, um, and it's definitely low on the IBU range. I mean, for IPA, it's it's as low as probably you can get. Um, so a lot of late hop additions, a lot of like floral, more citrusy than than lots of dots for sure. But uh, like kind of a crisp, easy drinking beer, and we just 
we just fly through this beer and we constantly brewing yeah. it, constantly bringing it back, and right. hopefully canning it at some point in the near future. Fantastic. So that was actually another question. I was just going to ask where did the name Same Same Different come from? I was in Thailand earlier this year and a lot of people yep. said the Same Same but yeah. different. So yeah. 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 It's kind I of thought a, so, I just need to ask. Yeah, so, yeah. so that's, that's part of it. Um, and that kind of correlates with the fact that we do Asian street food here. Yes, right. Like of it's, course. it kind of fits our. And then also, it fits with. It was a kind of a good baseline name for a beer, especially if we thought it might end up being a staple of ours, just because it's a lot of, uh, I don't know, I think the the idea of same, same, but different fits with what we're trying to do, too. Right, it's just like right, true. Trying to find things that are a little bit like off the beaten path and not necessarily overdone. Um, yeah, so. Okay, sick. So what other beers you had? Uh, um, like, I guess it's, it changes so much. So today we had the, is it blueberry? Blurb, it's blurb. a blueberry sour. kettle sour. Kettle sour, you say? Is there something? You say? Blueberry basil. Basil, blueberry yeah. basil. 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 Can you taste the basil? Basil. basil. <laughs> I like basil though. It's, I like it. Basil. Yeah, it's it's there for sure. It's it's a combination of flavors that I've seen a lot in like uh, like the really high end donut places. I've been doing really the frosting will be blueberry basil. My mom actually told me about this. This is how I. That's how, yeah. It's kind of it's so kind of collaborated on the beer. Yeah, I told her about it. And she's like, call it Genie, Genie's beer. <laughs> that's what we're gonna call yeah, it. That's, hey, mom. that's cool and hip, mom. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's a it's a really interesting combination. I'm all about that. Like a lot of the, especially with kettle sours, where like you can use whatever ingredients you want. I'm all about like taking inspiration from like chefs and the food side. A lot of when right. I when I write recipes, a lot of ideas come from the food side because that's what I'm familiar with, and it's just translating it into into the beer. So those two things you, you normally wouldn't see paired together um, really tend to work. Also blueberry basil and bourbon. Um, so I think in the future we're going to do a, bur a, a bourbon barrel aged nice. version of this beer, nice. which I think will be great. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Like I said, it's used in a lot of like crazy pastry desserts at like some of the more you know experimental pastry places and and donut places so that's kind of where that idea came from and awesome. it turned think, out pretty well i think the basil too it doesn't taste like basil it tastes yeah like you get an herb off of yeah. uh, right. basil but it's and it's an awesome flavor from the the sweetness aspect not the yeah yeah that's if one you're of those... looking for like straight up basil you probably won't <laughs> no, no, no it's no, not no. like a caprese salad or anything <laughs> no. there's definitely things <laughs> that when you add them to beer that it translates differently than when if you just ate that ingredient sure. straight like, up yeah, yeah exactly that's super cool. Um, what else? What other stuff did you have on it? Uh, right now, we're a little low on beers just because we've been super busy. Or maybe other instead of asking now in general, if you got any okay. maybe like highlights and say like yeah, I think King Cold Brew King has Cold been Brew. flying. Uh, that's uh, you can speak to it more, but it's been it's an Imperial Cream Ale with coffee. We'll work with the co local Imperial coffee roaster. Cream I've never, yeah. I've never heard of that. Me neither. Yeah. We'll get you it's not necessarily yeah. an actual style, but right. I just yeah. I, I like Orlando style. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I like okay. cream ale, so yeah. just make it strong. We've also talked to some brewers, uh, Sam from Sada City, he's kind of, when it comes to naming a beer or defining a beer, he kind of just goes whatever it tastes like, that's what it is. Like this is a double imperial cream stout because that's what it tastes like and that's what I want to call it. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to call it anything specific. Right. I mean, there's, the, to there's the style it. guide, right? Yeah. But like, I guess you yeah. just need a descriptor to the consumer what it's going to taste like right, it's sure. creamy yeah. it's this it's this it's coffee we so. talk about that a lot because it's not about like what you intended it to be it's about what, what you're trying to communicate to the consumer exactly. like what they should expect to taste yeah. Exactly. So, um, yeah but yeah king cold brew is uh we work with a local coffee roaster at Milan coffee nice. which is the road Love like that. 
Are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should hang out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he he works closely with him. Gets. Uh, each batch has been a different uh, roast of coffee, so right. it's changing each time. It, I don't know if it'll ever be the same twice exactly. Yeah. All tastes like a, a King Cole brew, but um, so uh, most recently it's a, a small batch Sumatran dark roast. Mm, nice. Yeah. Um, but prior to that, there were a couple different small batch Colombian roasts. Um, yeah, and then at Beer Fest we had a, a bourbon barrel aged. Version of that that oh, yeah. was our only timed release and, and really did well for us. But we literally just had a single like a Buffalo thing. Trace sour mash barrel. Yeah, that was it. We, we, we have a, a bar down the road here that that does really really great high end mixed drinks. It's called yeah. the Last Word. Last word. And uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Dave knows it all. Uh, yeah, Bachelor just to go there. Yeah, they're they're amazing. Yes. They're they're yeah they're fantastic. But they have uh, relationships with distillers where they're getting single barrel. Uh, they're getting bottles from one singular barrel of that specific bourbon instead of blending it, mm-hmm. and then they part of that deal is they get the barrel. So they've got right. deals with with Buffalo Trace and Eagle Rare. So. We've been talking with them about getting more. Every time they're getting a barrel in, we're taking that and making King Cold Brew bourbon barrel. It's King Cold Brew to serve on tap here, and it's a really good relationship with them. And then we also work with Mylan Coffee Works on the coffee, and he's he's amazing too. He's I tell him I'm brewing King Cold Brew. I need coffee this day. He brews it or he roasts it. And then it needs to like sit for three days to kind of mellow out. He times it perfectly and, and then gets it. He brings it himself. So it's as fresh as it can possibly be. Is he keeping the cold yeah. brew like concentrate or do you do that here? No, so it's it's essentially making cold brew coffee with beer instead of water. So we're mm. crashing the beer, it's getting cold, and then we're adding coffee grinds directly to the beer. Oh, man. Are, yeah. they, are, they doing like, are you doing like a 24 hour? Like are they to stay in the, the whole time or? No, it's it's quick. It's, it's crazy quick. how okay. fast you pick up this. I think right. the alcohol probably helps. Right, extract the, the exactly. okay, sure. So uh, yeah, like he was saying, we've got a Sumatran roast right now. It's a all-female uh, producer, they all-female grower and producer of coffee in, in Sumatra. Uh, we've had two two different Colombian roasts that have been amazing, but he brings a bunch of stuff. We talk about it. We really go through and, just, and kind of sweat the details on what we think would work for the beer, and we've changed it every time. And I think for the bourbon barrel age beer, we'll change the coffee and we'll change the bourbon barrel every time we do it too. Cool. So it's kind of switch it up a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's great. Any other highlights like uh, beers that uh, we like, do? Yeah, we do. I mean, kettle sours in general have all been really good. You yeah. Yeah, we're constantly doing kettle sours. Uh, we've so far we've done the blurb that you tried. Uh, Goza Pond is something that's come back a few times. It's a it's a Goza, and we peel like three cases of navel oranges. Like uh, we just sit there for hours and peel oranges, and then <laughs> add it hand. to the beer. Yeah, all, all by hand. Yeah, it's a huge pain in the ass, but the beer <laughs> the beer turns out super it's nice. It's worth it in the end. Uh, and getting kettle sours right was important for us because we have a barrel aged sour program as well, but. The first of the beers will be ready, hopefully in about a year after we open. So yeah, it's tough to say that we're, our staples yeah. are hoppy beers and sours, and not <laughs> have any sours. So, uh, <laughs> sure, it will yeah. be though. Yeah, yeah. wait a year, guys. Yeah. No, it's so. It, it, the fact that the kettle sours have gone so well um, is nice because it gets people interested, and then once once the barrel aged stuff starts to become available, we'll have the audience there to, to actually drink them. Right, that's yeah. awesome. So I mean, like. That, that's kind of the, the direction that you're really trying to go. I guess the sours are important. Sours and hoppy beer is what 
from the start is kind of what we liked and then the traveling is really what developed that. So we went to Portland, Oregon and spent a bunch of time at Cascade nice. in Portland and then they have their production and their barrel facility in, in Beaverton. Um, and they just like spent the whole day with us. Like I just emailed them ahead of time and they're like, cool. And then they went way over top and just hung out with us and brought us all the different locations. Nice. And like they were pulling out vintage bottles and like we were just, we're just two guys from Michigan. You know? like, there's no reason for them to do this. They were open. They were like taking samples straight off of barrels. That's awesome. And I, if you guys have ever seen pictures of their facility, their barrel aging is, room is just like a like a football field size room with wow. barrels stacked like almost to the ceiling. It's all temperature wow. controlled, and um, so we kind of took a lot of influence from them. So they they're they're in it for the long haul with their beers. It takes you know eight months to two years. Um, mm -hmm. It's, it's mainly uh, bacteria soured beer. So we, we kind of stay away from the funk and more towards the acidity right. and the and picking up a lot of barrel characteristic. We use all French oak Pinot Noir barrels um, and they sour over a long period of time. Right. And we're gonna be adding fruit back to them. And um, yeah, it was, it was, that experience was amazing. And it's definitely it molded like our, our process here, and then like, he, like Tommy was saying, kettle sours has been a huge part of what we do here now. But at least you get something out quick enough to right. something. And we like them. That's a totally different it's type of sour too. Right. It's just like yeah. a light, refreshing. Whereas like the the barrel aged stuff is, you know, you want to drink, you want to savor, you know, six to eight ounces of it and treat it like wine. Yeah. Um, so definitely, it's nice to have both of those. We both enjoy drinking that style. For sure. They kind of serve different needs. That's yeah. sick. Yeah. We were actually talking before, Nate, about traveling. We were talking just off camera and we had to cut it. Cut it because it, yeah. it was getting too real. <laughs> too intense. <laughs> so we are talking about um, when you guys were in Canada and your experience there. So you went to Bellwood and everyone knows guys shut up about them. It's just because it's uh, they do the same stuff. They do fantastic sours and amazing. Yeah, they were awesome. Yeah. That I like. So how did you guys feel about uh, all the Canadian people that you went and visited? It, that was that was awesome. I I really like um, I really like the scene that's coming out of Canada right now. It's I, mean, I think it's probably a little bit slower than what America the point America's at yeah. the United States are at. But like uh, an example like Bella's is like did I just like insult you guys right there? So. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 Milk and bags still probably and <laughs> definitely is. No, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. Yeah, I didn't know that was the thing. I just ruined this entire podcast. That's an American impression of. We're still way better at apologizing though. Our manners are like just unreal. Manners, manners are on point. But no, Canada. We say that all the time. It's a fact. America is very the trendsetter, and then Canada is always a little bit behind in catching up. And where I'm from is even further behind. And they're starting to catch up in the beer scene now. So I'm seeing that, I'm seeing like at least I'm watching Canada, Australia and the States closely. Yeah. And seeing how things are moving here soon. Like things are still moving here way faster, but they are catching up. And I think more so in Ontario than Quebec for the this and the sours and stuff. Mm -hmm. Quebec sours are pretty sick actually, but like they're not really on this train yet. Milkshake Quebec is still just stuff. more about wine. Some more, more traditional to beer be honest, yeah, more traditional like Belgian kind of styles right. and stuff. Yeah. Wine, I wish, like we go to Niagara all the time in Ontario because the wine region is very consolidated in sort of one area, whereas Quebec, you gotta drive like 40 minutes to the next winery, whereas I could drive literally two minutes and I'm at the next one. Yeah. Many, many times over yeah. in Niagara and in, in the certain different pockets. That's cool. So, um, no, Quebec, they're about wines mm. in the French style, but they're not really like, 
making it, I guess, as much. Like okay. But the beast thing's fantastic. It's super awesome. I just think it's not moving in the same direction as everything. They're, they're kind of their own little microcosm. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, I guess how did you guys... I always feel in the States, like whenever we come down, if we're trying to bring, I brought Dave some Bellwoods and stuff because I wanted to try it. And that was my first thing I'm going to bring someone. But before maybe that, I was like, if we're going to go to the States or do a trade with someone, I'm like, I can't bring you. are going to give me Trillium. What am I going to give you? <laughs> yeah. It's not yeah. fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, but now I, I'm actually kind of proud. So I'm like, oh no, I, I got a, in my head already, I can think of a whole bunch of different breweries from around, yeah. you know, even just the East Coast. And then there's a whole bunch out the West Coast we've been discovering in Vancouver that are incredible, or just yeah. BC. Okay, yeah. Um, so, hey, how did you guys sort of get on to Like, why did you even pay attention in the first place? Uh, Bellwoods was, I wanted to make sure we stopped there because I saw an episode of Craftwork from Munchies. Yeah. Um, just watched that the other day. Yes. And Luke I, with the short hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, wow, he these, looks like, like these guys seem know, awesome. like, <laughs> He looks like 14. Yeah. Sorry, Luke. You look like a full grown man now. You look like a man now. You look like a big boy. Um, it just, it just like, I just thought we got, we have to stop by these guys. They clearly like, like were early stages of like doing what we kind of wanted to do too. Yeah. Right. So like they, they cared about the food that they had, yes. their spot too. The yeah. Similarly small space, like, you know, just, just trying to be a little different than what the scene was already in Toronto. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it, like that episode, we Inspired could tell that, we, visit, we tell right? that they like yeah. were in a similar position, like right. not too long before we were going to go visit them. Yeah, you know? exactly. And then they had a, a kettle sour hoppy beer on. I, I can't remember what it was called. Did you guys try Jelly King? It's kind of like their go-to sour. It might have been it, yeah. yeah. Jelly King's always on. Jelly, it's the sour. Jelly King the kettle. It's yeah. Not, uh, it's amazing. Un, like, unbelievable. It's one of the best dry hop sours I've had. Yeah. yeah, so that that's a beer style that I've been chasing for a while now. Like, we haven't brewed anything like that yet because I want to make sure it's right. But Perfect, yeah. they were that was one of the first ones I ever had where I thought, like, wow, this is possible. I think the, the interpretation for me was always like, you can't really do that because bitter and sour are not a good combination. But if you're doing it the right way where it's not a bitter beer at all, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it sour. can be amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's just, but it's the same as fruiting a, fruiting a kettle sour, sour, right? And it's like, you can, you can make a fruity sour beer and hop, hops can have that fruity flavor and aroma. So yeah. We really, yeah, I mean, I, that beer had an impact on me. Plus, their branding is really cool, so too. So cool, yeah. yeah. I really liked all their stuff. You have one of their shirts that all the time. All yeah. Done. yeah. Nice. I liked everything they had clothing-wise and just all their, even their glass designs were a little similar to yeah, what we do, yeah. actually. I'm actually just looking, thinking before, like, man, this is really sick. And we assume they would be really nice because they're Canadian, so. <laughs> they were super nice. Yeah, you them up as well. They, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we reached out ahead of time. They were super busy, but they still took the time out to, to talk to Did us. Did you guys get That's a cool. chance to try? They have a series of beers called Milk Shark. They're, they're milkshake IPAs. When they, they came, it was before Milkshark. Yeah, 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 before the pineapple, there's like, maybe. Anyways, they do, it's, it's, it's like this super <clears throat> thick, creamy IPA. It's, they're fruited, so they've done five so far. Um, pineapple, mango, pink guava, a bunch of things like Blackberry, that. But peach. Blackberry and peach, right? Mm-hmm. And Thanks for bringing so, them. So yeah, right. Well, they have like a, you have to drink them in the first like five days, or you know they're, they're very oh, yeah. Right. So maybe they don't like two weeks. Yeah. yeah, you get two weeks on them, but uh, they're very hard. They're lineup beers. So this is another thing in Canada that we never had before: is people lining up at the brewery for bottle yeah. releases and. This has been happening in the States for a long time. We're only just getting beers now that yeah. are, I'm not going to say, up, but, but not lineup worthy, but like they're, they're creating a buzz where people are getting up and lining up at seven in the morning. That's on a hard thing to wrap your mind around too. Right? Like, it's like, get up and for, for a beer. beer yeah. And I've done it so many times <coughs> yeah. now. It's yeah. ridiculous. But 
Uh, it's kind of kind of worth it, man. Like, it's fun. Yeah. It's really cool. For the, it's the experience. Yeah. Too. It's the experience, and it, it's something about a beer that well, there's a limited release, and there's an exclusivity about it that makes you want to be like, well, I got this, and then as soon as you get it, you pour it, you drink it, you love it, and then yeah. you post it all over Instagram, yeah. and everyone's jealous that they couldn't get yeah. one. And <laughs> You're like a tastemaker when you do that, and then also like. Yeah, I'm sure waiting in the line around a bunch of people that are as passionate about beer that yeah. they would get up at 7 a.m. And you're all like, talking about it. You're, you're seven, making friends <laughs> and you're seeing your buddies. And, yeah. Yeah. You got something in common with everyone yeah. there, for sure. See, I always ripped on people who waited for shoes in line. Like, yeah, like now we do like, for, like, for beer, so I'm mm-hmm. just as much of a, yeah. a beer dork. <laughs> a beer dork. Beer dork. It's impressed me that you guys even bothered to go to Canada, that must mean something. Like for us, we're all we're like, why are you doing that? Just go to, go out east. Um, you know, why would you even uh, want to take the time to, to come up? And I think that's super cool that you guys had found that was even through that before trying it, or anyone had brought some for you, or you'd been there on vacay and tried it. Yeah. And then you, you know, came through Montreal as well, which you guys, you've been to before with the tap there. That Montreal yeah, tap too? Yeah, the yeah. tap. Yeah, yeah. I was I did my uh, honeymoon in Montreal. Did you hit up brews and stuff down? I know you guys went to GDCL. We did, yeah. We went to GDCL, and then I feel terrible because <laughs> I can't, can't remember, remember the name. It was a small place, and there was a picture of like a water, <laughs> water like tower. A, or? Like no, it's like in New York City with all the water things that sit on top of the buildings, okay. and it was called whatever that thing is okay. called. <laughs> Do you remember where it was? <sighs> what part of yeah no. Was it near Plateau? GDCL? Yeah. No, it wasn't near GDCL. Was it in Plateau, like Montreal? Yeah, yeah. Montreal, I think, is the area. I could be off on that. Yeah. It was by the what's the smoked meats place? Uh, Schwartz. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. in that kind of neighborhood. Yeah. Or yeah. a pub? Yeah, it was really small. Super small. Mirabois, maybe because we haven't been there. But that doesn't mean that's what I'm saying. The Saint Bock down from there, Benelux. Benelux? Nah, because that's not on Montreal. That's in Sherbrooke. Yeah, it's Montreal. No. No. It's John Could be totally off on the neighborhood too. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, we'll debate that later. Right? I, I wanted to make sure we stopped at Montreal because I love Montreal. I, I, you know, we were there for a very short period of time. But I, when I when I went on my honeymoon, we went there specifically because of the food scene. I mean, my wife is a pastry chef. We met in culinary school, so it was like Joe Beef and Liverpool House and uh, Pierre de Cushon and. I probably messed up how to say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty, that was pretty good. I went on French, so don't Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> messed up constantly. <laughs> um, you know, and obviously a lot of poutine places and uh, tripes and caviar, which is, is such a badass spot too. So I, we really wanted to get back there and uh, check yeah, it out. Due to CL, obviously they've got they've got um, so much hype, and they're you know. They're a great brewery. We yeah. we got to spend a very late night there. We got we got into Montreal like eleven or twelve o'clock at night. Mm. I think it was later than that. Yeah, your <coughs> yeah. was still open. Open late there. Yeah, so. I think I missed the three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then right fr- right from Montreal, we went straight down to the Alchemist. To Stowe's, right? To Stowe's. Yeah, yeah. And then that's kind of Armstead. Right, that's where New England. So you went to Montreal more as like a secondary thing. So it was kind of like mostly about going to Bellwoods to get. To speak to Luke, and then it was kind of like to swing by Montreal because, like, all right, well, we'll just crash in the night. It was a stopping point for yeah. sure, as opposed to like a research point. We yeah. knew we wanted to go to Seattle if we were in town, if we had time to. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Then, right. They were like, like we passed within an hour of Treehouse, and like, of course, we would want to go there. It just like didn't work out. So there are lots of places that like we wish we could have gone, but yeah. we were fitting like a ton yeah. of spots yeah, in sure. like a yeah. few yeah. days. So. Hey, you did well. 
I mean, and honestly, too, I thought we were going to have more time in Montreal, but it's just like that's there was so much driving. We spent we spent a decent exactly. amount with the Bellwoods guys too, so we ended up getting. You kind of got what you needed, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, but if you're inviting us back, we'll probably yeah. 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 So um, no, it's, it's cool. I just doesn't like to see Americans wanting to go there because that speaks volumes, I think, for Canadians. So be proud. Guys. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so we have this section of the podcast called the Lightning Round. Okay. Which isn't always a Lightning Round. So it's a bunch of sort of uh, rapid fire questions. It's supposed to be. Which okay. I'm not uh, being very rapid, but if you feel okay. the need to be, bang 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 works yep. too. You don't have to yep. be quick. You can be quick. I don't know how we get you guys more beer, but we can get you more beer somehow. If we 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 can pause for a second. We can chat amongst yeah. ourselves. If you want to jump out? Do you guys want like, something else? I wouldn't mind well, trying something. Or do you want to wait till after to do the verses? Well, you know, since because this might take like thirty minutes or something to do this, yeah. so maybe we do that. Don't should we do that? We'll do that blurb thing that we talked about. Yeah, let's do it. Do this out. And I wouldn't mind the the. The Imperial cream. King Cobra? Yeah, yes. for sure. Yeah. Do you We're guys like about swap too? I'm not, you know what, maybe Scott just jump off for a second. So yeah, but in the meantime. Okay. If you don't, yeah, beauty, man. Thank nope. you, bro. Yeah. Do you want a hand or anything? No. I'm going to try and find the. Can I have the same, same different? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, so what about me? Where right if you're going? Where? Oh, King Cobra. Okay. Thanks. Ooh. Ladies, ladies over there, okay? You're good, you're good. Straight. Okay. Straight. <laughs> um, is there a problem here? Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Uh, I guess we're going to go to that. I don't want to ask you guys. I'm trying to think about it. Kind of, what's the inspiration? So you have Asian street food. Yeah, we should talk the about food. the food. Yeah, no, I want yeah. to talk about the food Tell too. Us about the food. Yeah, yeah, of course. So uh, Norong Hang is our executive chef. Uh, him and a few other guys own a franchise in Ann Arbor called No Tie. Um, and it is extremely popular. There's four, I believe, in Ann Arbor, one in Lansing. Um, and it's essentially like Thai fast food. Okay. It's really taken off. It's been around for, I think, 10 years in Ann Arbor. Um, and they just are really, really good at Thai food and they do it a very efficient way. Um, and, you know, before the brewery ever happened, Noah and Tommy were acquaintances and friends and knew each other. And, I think Tommy had gotten to know to kind of ask him his opinion. And Tommy was debating whether or not to do food. Which, you know, obviously, if you don't have any experience in the restaurant industry, it's not a good idea to open a restaurant or <laughs> something that serves food. Right, yeah. um, and then Noah was kind of into the idea of pairing up. Mm -hmm. So you take like this Ann Arbor staple and, mm -hmm. and kind of combine it. And uh, we brought on uh, Chu as our head chef. He was the the uh, head chef at Tamakin Ramen Bar downtown in Ann Arbor, which is like one of the best ramen spots in Michigan. Um, and we kind of got together, and I, I got to have a little bit of input on the on the food too, mm -hmm. which was like awesome. I was really happy that they let me get in it into it. So That's it's awesome. I was gonna say it makes sense for you to kind of like to yeah. I, I've got a hot sauce on the menu. That's the that's uh. like what they <laughs> the hot wings are my hot sauce. Nice. I won the the first and only annual hot hot sauce competition at Right Brain Brewery. There was there was like three other contestants, so but it wasn't it wasn't a steep competition. Nah. Either way, you're the, you yeah. won, so yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's Chipotle curry hot sauce. And it's nice. super Ooh. hot and 
it's got honey in it and it's sweet and it's yeah I, I really like it, it sounds dope but anyway we got together and we kind of put together a like like drinking like Asian drinking food basically is what it is Perfect. and there's a little bit of American mixed in too Asian drinking food that's cool yeah so kimchi fries is like we make our own kimchi in house it's fried pork belly oh man uh, oh, <laughs> like, now I'm hungry yeah uh, there's bulgogi tea. french fries with like oh, shaved beef and sour cream and cilantro um we do bao buns. We have a three oh, yeah. three different bao buns. We do a kimchi Reuben. He makes the, the corned beef in house, the kimchi in house, and yeah. a, a sriracha Thousand Island sauce on it. Uh, chicken katsu buns, and then we do rice bowls. So it's basically buns and bowls and sa- uh, appetizers. It's cool. broken into three sections. Yeah. Bowls are all like a, a Thai chicken rice bowl, a mm. Korean beef rice bowl, and then a portobello a vegetarian option. So that has been a huge, uh, like, defining factor for us. For bringing the food must in. bring people in alone, and then they for try to sure. and they realize that's awesome beer, too. I mean, so. I feel like myself, not if I wasn't involved with the brewery, I would just be so excited about that. Because, yeah. you know, I mean, there's a lot of great food in Ann Arbor. There's a lot of great food at great breweries in Ann Arbor. Mm-hmm. But it was a way to differentiate ourselves. Right. Where, like, we, we take this, it's not only an Ann Arbor staple, but it's Asian food, which breweries don't really get no, into. No, you don't really much. associate the two. You think Where did more. Where yeah. from then? It was just just being just being friends with No and getting him on board. And he's super familiar with you know his family's from Laos. Chu is oh, nice. from Thailand, yeah. and that's what that's what they know how to make, and they're really really good at it. So it just ended up being perfect. I'm a terrible bartender. That's okay. You know, we had just changed. But we left the menu open to be able to do, like, we really want No to be able to do, like, these these kind of more traditional dishes. So we just had on this dish. It's called, uh, we call it the Ugly Pigling. I don't know how to pronounce it. You can't pronounce it. Yeah. (laughs) But it's a mung dish, and it's basically, like, fried pork that's then really cooked down to, like, a pulled pork consistency with mustard greens in it and ginger. Like, these really traditional dishes that nobody's doing around here. And we kind of spice it up and put it on the menu. We left it open. It's a smaller menu, so he could do these, like, really amazing, super interesting dishes. We're hoping in the future we can do beer dinners up up in here and uh, in this space and, like, get people to come in and do... This is a traditional Laos dinner paired with our, our beers. The food, the food has turned out better than I could ever imagine mm-hmm. it to, to have turned That's out. Awesome. It's been, it's been amazing. We get a really cool kitchen staff that comes in. Everybody's on board, and you know, it's a new opportunity to, to learn some Asian cooking for a lot of those guys too, and, cool. and girls. Yeah. So it's, yeah, the food side of it is, I, I feel like the food is worth the trip alone. Yeah. Um, the beer has been turning out really good, and then we have options that are not beer too. I probably shouldn't be upselling those things, but <laughs> we serve all Ann like Arbor distilleries. So we we collaborate with Ann Arbor Distillery. We have a small distiller's license, but we're able to get their liquor and serve oh, it. Oh, cool! And then we have a white wine, a red wine, and a hard cider as well that we serve. My wife can't drink beer, and was nice oh, enough oh, to encourage yeah. me to do this. So I was like, uh, we should probably be accommodating. For yeah, the, whatever she needs, those she's celiac. Yeah. <laughs> celiac, I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. yeah you she didn't demand it at all. Think about a G free beer. beer. Would you? Could you do that? Or so part of the issue is. Yeah. <laughs> you can't brew a gluten free beer. No, no, no we, the, the bigger issue is that we're committed to doing things that are for the best flavor possible. Right. And very rarely, if ever, maybe never, is <laughs> is taking gluten out like There's the best thing for the flavor. There's gluten though in uh, Montreal. Glutenberg. Oh, is that what it's called? Yeah. Okay. It's it's, honestly, like sometimes I've had one of our first podcasts, they yeah. unbelievably gluten-free, like I've yeah. never, all the other stuff is just, yeah. 
it's it insane. Compare, and if, yeah. and if I think that's awesome if that's all they do. Like, that's the that's way to do it. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think yeah. Like, it makes stouts and wheats and like to yes. like to like dip yeah. your toe into it and be like, okay. Yeah, I, I have no just, idea what I'm doing. Doing free beers is that's a whole other. Clearly, everything else you know, you don't. Yeah, I understand. That's a whole other thing. Lightning round. Picky first. Do a little picky. Ready. Oh, for the for the people. Right. Wow, yeah. Blueberry oh, sour? Oh my Blueberry God. Blueberry basil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't get to hear that much. I guess it comes in later. It get, you get it more warmed up, and then also it's like it's not over basil. It's like a herbal flavor yeah. off yeah. basil. Subtle. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um, all right, lightning round. First question. Okay. Guilty pleasure beer. So something you'd be embarrassed to admit that you like to other beer lovers. Or be a dog. Uh, <laughs> When pumpkin, something's here. It's great. A lot of people show that beer. I, I love, love it. Pumpkin. It's a pumpkin beer. You know so what? I found most brewers hate pumpkin beers in general. Yeah. So that is, you I, know, I, I can understand beer? why. I am not a, like a big pumpkin beer guy, but that beer specifically, when I was living in New Jersey, we used to buy a six barrel of every year when it came out, which is like above and beyond what most people are doing. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. like people are getting bottles of it. Right. right, right. right. It's like getting <laughs> getting this like $150 six barrel of it. Uh, my neighbor had a bar in his backyard, so we used to get that. I really love that beer. I love pumpkin. Yeah. It's great. You have a little bit. Yeah. But it works. Yeah. I, my, my answer is going to be way more embarrassing. We've heard pretty bad. We walked off to, like, screen today. Yeah, we walked yeah. off. Yeah. Oh, I mean, because it's like I'm like at a Tigers game or something like that. I'll get like a, a Labatt blue. Sure. I'll be fine with it. Like, mm. it's, I know. <laughs> like, I just. It's it's refreshing. It's yeah. instead of water. Canadian lager is super popular in Michigan. I don't Apparently, know I know. I know. I mean, it's a huge Labatt sells like crazy. Right? There's definitely like a nostalgic like. I, I think that's more what it is with, with sporting events in your in your childhood yeah, like, and yeah. Well, not childhood. I'm not drinking anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like Labatt? Okay. You had a much better answer. Yeah, like heavy oh, sour. Oh, no, no, no. Heavy <laughs> sour. Like, really in my closet. <laughs> it's really embarrassing. In my closet. Alone. The elder, yeah. Uh, so. I don't even check in on untap. <laughs> uh, beer you would decline under any circumstances. So, kind of the opposite. Pepper beers in general for me. Like pepper if, beers? Yeah, I just. Like spicy beers. Spicy beers. Oh, like, 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 like yeah. Chipotle, habanero, yeah. chipotle. Sometimes you're okay, but I feel you. I made the mistake if that was one of my last beers at the festival, and I was like, I had like three tokens left, and I'm like, give me this spicy yeah. beer, and I'm like, oh, why'd I do that? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. The hard was already there, and then. It, I yeah. should say, I, as I say that, Technically, not spicy beers, not not pepper beers. Because he has a sweetie drop goza, which is technically a pepper. It's a Peruvian sweetie drop pepper, but there's no heat to it. So, like, mm. Peppers can be fine. It's like a habanero. Yeah. 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 Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's Roush beer. That's, the That's another very popular beer. answer. I can't do it. I love it. I can't. It's like <laughs> German. German. I just like, like the, the smoky. Yeah, my I'm, my yeah, my grandfather's a German immigrant too. Yeah. I can't. I can't. It's like. Uh, it's like drinking like barbecue sauce, like carbonated <laughs> barbecue sauce for me. I like can't. Hickory or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah drinking an yeah, ashtray. Yeah. <laughs> I love okay. it. Good one. Um, go eat. Uh, favorite beer style. So this is kind of more like the way I'd see it. If you go to a beer store and you, the style you would kind of gravitate towards, what would that sort of? It's pretty much the two that we're doing. It's like yeah. the the balance, uh, hot flavor. Uh, IPAs or the the Cascade style sours, just like super tart refined sours. Cool. Yeah. yeah. If they, if somebody's using a really interesting ingredient, I'll I'll gravitate for that too. But it's like usually a fruit, like a tropical fruit. Yeah, or something, something like I've that, never or, or would a new have hop varietal. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, new yeah. hop varietals, I'm I'm big into yeah. just for learning purposes too. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Least favorite. 
style. Style. Oh, so we it doesn't we mean, answered the, the wrong the wrong question. Yeah, last kind time. of. Yeah. Yeah. So we said least favorite. You mean specific no, I said beer? Favorite beer style. And you said you had to the right thing. You said you like to go the IPA. Or do you, beer you would decline under? We didn't say specific. We said a style. Oh, did we not get the answer? Sorry, that skipped ahead. So the question is, beer you would decline under any circumstances. So specific, so, like I would never drink PBR. Yeah, I think specific. I think like, PBR. Go specific. to your house and yeah. bring anything. Yeah. Really? Hey man, want a PBR? I'd be like, oh, you got water. Anything. Mine is Miller Lite. Miller Lite. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. Disgusting. So, which was another oh, Miller Lite person's guilty pleasure beer earlier today. So you, <laughs> really? uh, who knows? You can't hate. I, I can't hate on any palate. So I personally think it's disgusting. Right on to each their own. Yeah. So yeah. like in that circumstance, someone offered you a beer, would you? I think like basically. Budweiser beers is just like overtly like like oil. regular Budweiser. I drinking the devil's juice, <laughs> like, like Bud Light, Lime Marita, so. or something like that. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. That <laughs> is. Yeah, you're just like you are disgusting. Someone gave me one, but is it a margarita or is it a beer? I reviewed it, so I was like, yeah, it's a beer. It's called Bud Light. Like it's you know, it's like one of those um, like ciders that are brewed with like saison yeast or something. Like we should we like, should check. It's probably five stars for you. From yeah, <laughs> check is on top. Best beer ever. Uh, you call me? <laughs> it's good. Um, did we? You got the answers? Yeah. Okay. So then the favorite beer style. Sorry. So we said. Favorite style, favorite style was, was that, was, and you guys said yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think Next. I just, I think I kind of over. Yeah. I skipped the other one. <laughs> so least favorite style. So it doesn't mean you dislike the style. No, that's kind of what. No, that's kind of exactly. No, do you know what? What did I do wrong? Because you said beer, you declined. You said a. We said the style. Instead of the style. They, they oh, said that you guys like, said the, the style, style as opposed to the specific beer. Okay, so I'm just tripping out. Yeah. 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 It's me, right? Yeah. Okay. No, it was Nick's fault. No, yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> guess favorite style is Roush fault. beer. Yeah. <laughs> what, what beer specifically would you decline under any circumstance? And you said uh, Bar- margarita, uh, but, but, but yeah. lime margarita. Right. Yeah. So I have Next. some in the car, but I, I can't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we we brought a case for you. I guess we're not. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. You brought it from Canada. <laughs> yeah. Just for you, Canadians different. Yeah. Desert Island beer. So this is something you need. I guess. So to drink one beer. For the rest of your life on this tropical uh, island. Do we assume that you're like dehydrated? See, this is something that this. Yes, sure. I'm going to say you take into consideration your surroundings, your heat, your. People have asked before, like, oh, so does it get delivered in that optimum, <laughs> like, yes, we're sitting top of three yes. days old, like, it's perfect whatever. temperature, perfect freshness. Like, maybe it would be a slushy. Optimal. The is there health yeah. concerns about certain beer? Maybe difficulted. It's an easy question. What <laughs> happened? Um, it's perfect circumstances. Per- okay. circumstances. I think that's probably the easiest way All right. to think about it. Should I go first? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I think I would say Cascade Creek. I just like a lot. Shit. Oh, oh gosh. Nice. No, I'm going to pick something different. I'm gonna pick, okay. I'll pick something different. If I was going to go hoppy side, I'd probably go... Maybe, so you're only drinking maybe. one beer for the rest of your uh, life. You're stuck on this desert island. Yeah, so what are you drinking for the rest of your life? I don't know, know maybe. Miserable. Yeah, no, that's, I love it. And yeah. then I think Focal Banger's out there for me too. I just Yo, like love Keep hearing Focal. We like Focal. We like Focal. We had the, I can't remember what it's called now, so I guess I, I didn't like it that much, but it was from <laughs> Hill Farmstead. It was the, it was like all New Zealand and Australian hops. Was it Sumner Paleo? What was it? Sumner Paleo? Oh, I think that might have been it. Because it's like low, it's like low five-ish, creamy, haze, like if I'm yeah. like lots yeah. of And it's basically Galaxy and Nelson Sauvignon, I'm assuming. I think Maybe that Echo too. Yeah. Because yeah, there's a high-end version, like this double Galaxy, but there's also like double Citra and double Water. Yeah. But yeah, I'm assuming you might be meaning Yeah. That beer kind of just 
was like, I can't believe this is this is I what think, beer can be. Yeah. yeah. When we but, tried it for the first time too, it was like, shit. Did yeah, you guys yeah. get Double Galaxy? It wasn't there when we oh, went. Oh, yeah. it was just at Hill uh, Farm. What's it called? Farmhouse Tap and Grill. Did you guys eat that up? Mm-hmm. Uh, in uh, Burlington? Burlington. No. It's like a restaurant, like farm to table restaurant, but they have like cool. 40 craft lines. They have an disgusting. awesome little, like, so they have a wicked kind of trendy restaurant up top, and then like this tavern bar in the basement, it's like awesome. with all brick and the fire. And like, an and amazing he gave us that first Hill Farm. <laughs> yeah, he gave us. Yeah, he gave us. Yeah, he gave us. I couldn't even talk. I was yeah, like, he's like, stupid. Like we talk about every single podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and that was like six months ago. Get over it. Get over it, bro. <laughs> um, favorite, no, beer trend prediction. So like, what do you think being, particularly because you guys are traveling, like, do you have any thoughts or uh, feelings on what is next? Like right now, I guess right now is kind of like the Goza Sour slash uh, Hazy uh, Northeast IPA styles. Do so what do you see? Six months, a year, five years down the road, maybe. Hmm. What's the next new thing in the craft beer scene? I think we thought Northeast IPAs two years ago, just based on a year and a half ago. I mean, and just, just it, yeah. because of the stuff we liked. and yeah. it, Nobody was here. making it really in Michigan at the time right. we went. And then in the past Old Nation, year, like, Old Nation is really good. Yeah, exactly. Shorts makes slurm. So, yeah, there's a lot. Um, I don't know. I feel It does feel like... Maybe this isn't Probably very Roush beer. beers and spicy beers. Well, yeah. <laughs> Roush spicy beers. You guys are like, trying to say trendy. you're not very trendy. Yeah. You're not going to be very trendy in the next. Yeah, I've seen Grotzers pick it up. Uh, I don't. I'm not a big fan of that. Grotzer. It's like a Polish wheat smoky sour beer, which is it sounds like a nightmare. But sounds <laughs> like an absolute. I've seen people doing that a lot. Yeah, so. Bacon salads. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely like the lactose IPA is, yeah, is something right. that's been the milkshake almost milkshake. Right. Exactly. Um, I think there's definitely already a, a trend towards more sessionable, which is something we're pretty big on. Is not having a ton of just like, you know, double digit ABV yeah, uh, beers on tap. Um, you know, a lot of what we're trying to do here is have an environment where people just like hang out. So uh, I, I could imagine that as it stops being about um, distribution and more is more about the the small pub and brew pub feel, there's gonna be more and more people that want people to hang around and versus yeah. Get shit right. face from one beer and then <laughs> yeah. get out of there. So cool shit beers too. Yeah, can you that's swear in this you can swear as much as you want. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, cold beer, not a shit. We're, we're called beer. <laughs> <laughs> that's for the kids. Yeah, <laughs> you have a large tween audience. Yeah. <laughs> oh really? Getting your kids. Uh, I think cool shit beers are gonna are gonna. I mean, there's a few that do in Michigan yeah. now. I mean, obviously Allagash and. Uh, a bunch of people on the West Coast are doing it as well. Did you get you see Bellwood's cool ship up at Hayfus there? No. Hayfus Road? No. Yeah, they just they got, maybe it was after they recently I think uh, We went to the, that's their new distribution. The, the, yeah, exactly. was kind of they like there. literally had just installed the fooders in there. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. You guys probably went early. Yeah. So they yeah, they had a the cool ship and that was one of actually Luke Luke's predictions for upcoming styles cool are ship. exactly it's, yeah. It's I love it. It's such a great idea and it's like, you know, getting like a, a flavor of what Yeast is in the air locally too. Is really interesting to taste what a beer in, in Maine is tasting compared to Toronto. Compared there's something, to there's something so craft about it to do it that yeah. way. It's, yeah, you know, for sure. Yeah. Um, that's really cool. I like that. I was <coughs> just thinking, I was wondering if you guys have any place to put it here because all you really need is like we talked about that. Yeah. sort of area cheese cloth it and like you could. You can only do it. And we have temperature has to be right too. Yeah, right? Full so, in the fall. Yeah. The shipping stuff. container is functional up there. It's like our boiler and glycol chiller, so we have like access ladder through the brewery. Oh, okay. So, you can um, so we literally have access to like to the roof semi easily. So we've talked about putting up there, but 
we're also like next to a muffler shop, so I don't know how. <laughs> oh, I might get some. Yeah. So maybe like you know, we've talked a lot about getting like a, a more of a barrel house eventually, and that we'll have you can do that space outside. Stuff, yeah. yeah, like yeah. like find a place that specifically has a spot that we can put a cool ship and do some more. Right. Such a cool idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. Mixed fermentation. I love it. Um, favorite up and coming breweries. Doesn't have to be Michigan, but uh, if you want to represent, you know Michigan pretty well. So I mean, transient speciation are like our two obsessions yeah, in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a bunch of good ones in Michigan. We love other half, but they're not up and coming. They're mm-hmm. legit. They've been around five years. I don't know how long they've been. I feel like, like I've seen them everywhere right now. There's enough like, craft beer people that don't know them though that I feel like they still are up and coming at least in this area. Right. But we, right. we love them. Um, I steal orders. Yeah, pretty much. Spe- <laughs> speciation and Transit are the two that we really, uh, we really like those guys. Just as people in general, but then beers. They're an awesome stuff. They're they're exactly what we wanted to see in Michigan and brewing. You know, there's a long history and like tradition in Michigan brewing with Bells and founders, and those guys are amazing. I, I like, I like speciation. And I like Transit because it's a little departed from that, which. You know, and there's nothing wrong with the way those guys, Bells and Founders, are doing. It. I don't want to make it sound that way at no, all. No, no, I mean, those like guys are great; they're amazing. Really right? And they, you know, they they basically bred all these brewers that are opening second generation breweries now. Like um, Gray Line and Grand Rapids was the was the head brewer at Founders, and but you know, all these guys are going out opening their own different things, and they're they're you know producing great beer too. But transient transient and speciation are like my my two favorite, and obviously Tommy's too. But cool. Gray, Gray Line and Grand Rapids, like I said, uh, one well we were hanging out with those guys last night. They do some some really good stuff too. Cool. Um, I know we're forgetting. Yeah. Of course, Batch, yeah. Batch in Detroit. Batch it. You know, I I appreciate those guys too because like. They're in Corktown, Detroit, which is definitely a very up-and-coming neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And it, it, some parts of it are like very, very popular, but like, you know, they just went for it and opened it in this neighborhood, and they're, you know, they're in the hood, man. Yeah, they're and, in the hood. <laughs> and then, you know, there's nothing wrong with it too. Like, it's great. They've committed to that, and they've really like. I feel like they've been accepted in the neighborhood. They do the the slow ride in Detroit. If you guys have ever heard of that, it's like a huge group of people get together on their bikes and they just play music crazy loud and ride their bikes through Detroit. Dave, they, you in on that? The slow ride? Slow roll? It, slow roll? Slow roll, that's slow what road, it is. Yeah. yeah. But uh, they start no, out. I can't, I, I can go there myself. Right, you can't bring your bike. <laughs> right, okay. But they host that, you know, they're, cool. they're a big part of the Detroit culture right yeah. now and I really appreciate what they're doing. Plus they also started the, uh, what's the charity tap? Oh, um, the Feel Good, good Tap? Good feel Good Tap. tap. Yeah. Which is amazing. I mean, that's going to eventually raise thousands upon thousands of yeah. dollars for charity. Yeah. So, but I'm I'm all about that too. They do a great job in uh, Detroit. Sick, love it. Um, uh, favorite beer city, destination, or country? So, is there any particular place? We're committed to traveling more. I feel like we haven't been to enough to really have a really really strong opinion. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I I mean, for me, it's a tie between Denver and. Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I didn't Yeah, I mean they're 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 both great. I, for me, it's the United States, but I'm definitely very excited to check out eventually getting into New Zealand and Australia, and I'm going to Munich for Oktoberfest. Oh, sick. This just, year, uh, batch, uh, the guys at Batch were telling us, man. That's, apparently, it's amazing. Apparently, it's like the like life changing, life changing bucket list stuff. So. Oktoberfest, yeah. yeah. All right, well, that's great. <laughs> well, that's, I will be there. That's <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I, I I really love Oktoberfest beer. Actually, I'm not. A, I, I never brew lagers, but I love Oktoberfest. Yeah. Um, 
I've been to Denver a bunch for the Great American Beer Festival, and how was that? It's it's awesome. It's crazy. Right? It's the beer fest itself is great, but all the events that are going on around, around Denver right. for it is. Yeah. Is it like overwhelming because there's just so much stuff? It is. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, they have what the funk, which is an event that happens like the day before, and it's all sour beers, and it's like the best sour beers in the country. For so I go to I try to get to that one when I go out to Denver. So it's definitely in between Portland and, and Denver for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I probably lean more towards. Portland, just because I, I went there early on in my career and I really like fell in love with my I have family that lives out there, so I really like fell in love with beer in Portland, Oregon. So it's got like a special place for me. But that's sick. Nice. You co-sign that one? Sure. Yeah, I went to, <laughs> I went to Portland. It was super fun. I like admittedly we spent a whole day with Cascade the first day that we were out and like it's got like, spoiled and right. and like. Like palate numbs, we had like a million different sours with them. So, uh, so like, I, I mean, I love the <coughs> so I feel like I need to almost go back just to like try and get try more stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We, we went to Great Notion too out there, which was a really good brewery. There is, yeah, Great Ocean is fantastic. Um, yeah, but I would, I would say that's up there. Actually, I, we did a trip uh, before Nick was on board to like uh, up through like we went to Top and Goliath, New Glarus, and like eventually up to. Um, to Minneapolis, I feel like that's like a sneaky underrated city mm. for sure. There's so many good breweries there that are. That's actually my. Cool. That's the next question. That's the next question. Yeah. Underrated BSC destination or country. So Minneapolis. I feel like Minneapolis, yeah. Minneapolis was surprising. Just I think I think at the time they said they had like 60 breweries in Minneapolis, St. Paul, mm-hmm. and just like tons of them were like in little pockets, so you could like hit like five or six breweries like, in, like, in like yeah in like three hours. I mean, <laughs> just like. Brewery crawl at like multiple locations, and like and uh, Surly is up there. Of course, is like the the big boy, but they have a really cool uh, brewing facility, and uh, yeah, I think that was definitely the, the most surprising and underrated city that I've experienced so far. Sick. City or state? Either city. Destination, country. Anywhere. Um, I would probably. S- it's a tie, I think, between New Jersey and Florida. I know it's biased because oh, I'm from okay. New Jersey, but no, no, no. New Jersey's got Magnify, which is a new, oh, um, a new brewery. Kane, Carton. Yeah, um, yeah. They're all doing great stuff. And then Florida. Florida's Cigar City. Cigar City, City Cycle Tampa. Brewing, yeah. Funky Buddha. Yeah, it's like. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't think craft beer for Florida. No. <laughs> Florida's kind of a crazy place. But they have a few of the best breweries in the country, which is. You say Florida like you're from New Jersey. <laughs> Florida. Yeah. Florida. 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 How do you say it? Florida. 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 It's okay. I, it's it's I can't say Detroit right. I say Detroit. 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 Oh, you even did like a little like glottal thing. Oh, we went to Detroit. Detroit. I tried to because we went to French class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You look like By the way, I need that shirt. shirt's so dope. I love that shirt. We're all getting those shirts. We're wearing them every day. It's dope. I can lose in front of you. Fancy, huh? Fancy, though. I saw. I have the American, the English version, the French version. No, I don't have it, but I saw the two. Right, right, right. I gotta go for like all day. It's gonna be a little different. Yeah. 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 So people come up like every once in a while. Yeah, you know, like we well, were in French, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Speak, speak American. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> speak American. What American? Yeah. You speak speak American. American. Yeah. 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 If you actually got people saying that, did you? Tell me you did. Nobody said that to me. <laughs> people definitely say that. Speak wow. American. Speak yeah. American. Because they don't want to say speak English because then it sounds like you're you know, British you're or something. Patri- yeah, 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 patriotic. Oh, Merc, I love wow. that. Wow, it's my favorite. Thing, eh? um, <laughs> best beer you ever drank in your life. Oh, wow, okay. 
Generally, this is like situational. It, so it can be situational. Yeah, it can it be. Like, a lot of, be. like it's hard to sort of think of one, but maybe people sometimes people say like I was on this lake and I was in a boat and we were fishing all day and then I cracked this beer and it was amazing. The sunset. We've heard some like, some really crappy beers as being someone's favorite. From very just very because, incredible brewers. Right. Mm. So like, there's just, no bad it was so situational. I would say it just tasted so for good. like the moment and the like hype that came along with it. This is probably like. Gonna be insulting you, but like the the beer that I was like, oh my gosh, was Zombie Dust the first time we I had, had it. We haven't had it. Yeah. Actually, oh yeah, yeah. but the first we, time I had it, a buddy lived in Indiana. Here. It's, oh, it's yeah? gotta be fresh. So yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I remember I had a buddy that lived down there and was like telling yeah, was me how <laughs> awesome it was. He was telling me how awesome it was, and like it was a beer that like totally delivered at the time, and just right. like it was like wow, that's that's different than. Than anything else I've had Amazing. in that category, any pale ale that I've ever had. So, worthy um, of the hype. What was that? Worthy of the hype. Worthy of the hype, and like, you know, definitely formative uh, for me just to. Wow. Yeah, sick. for sure. Good answer. Thank you. You're <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. I just slayed that yeah, question. Yeah, right? Boom. Done. Gonna, I'm going to look like an asshole no matter it's what Mike I say. Nice. Yeah. Um, you, can say, you can say PBR. I'd uh, be slightly mad. Yeah. Like, okay. yeah. We've heard Budweiser, so. Uh, from, yeah. Yeah, from, from a very reputable brewer. brewer so it was. Uh, okay. you, you can. I think Luke had a really bad He's going to listen to this. He probably will. He probably will. Can we say? I can't remember who it is. JF. Oh, from Judas From Judiciel. Yeah. Like, oh, no way. He was like on a boat and it was all like epic. Oh, so that was him who had that Yeah, okay, he was like yeah. on a bow of a boat and this, uh... It tastes yeah, so it was, much different than yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's the exact so much. <laughs> <laughs> Ton different. It's oh. Grandpa Bubbly Water or whatever, <laughs> Old Man Bubbly Water. Um, I feel like, yeah, there's definitely a few beers where like it was like a magical moment when I tried it. Um, the one that I think that stands out is uh, Pliny the Elder. From um, Russian River, I almost forgot the name of the brewery. Yeah, uh, <laughs> who was it again? But that was like crazy to me. Like, Did you have it at the brewery? Or no, no. Oh. I my my wife was my girlfriend at the time had about like six bottles shipped to us in New Jersey for nice. my like birthday. Oh wow! Um, that yeah, that was a beer. I was like, I didn't know IPAs could be this. Yeah, I think uh, Edward from Hill Farmstead was a similar experience. We actually had it at uh, Dark Lord Day oh. in Indiana uh, at, at Three yeah. Floyds. They, they, for, you know, they're friends with everybody, so they get people to send them beer. <coughs> Edward, for a fact, that's fact checked. Yeah, yeah. might not be friends with everybody. They may not. They may not be. <laughs> but they, that went on tap as soon as I like got to the front of the line, and I never had Hill Farmstead before, and I had that, and I was like, I can't. This is that was kind of my introduction to the the yeah. Northeast IPA, and yeah. I, I was like, I can't believe beers can taste can like taste that. like this you know exactly. I, mean? I, I definitely like pride, or I really like uh, cherish those moments, like especially with food and with beer, just because that's I'm, that's what I'm into flavor, yeah. where I taste something that I've never had before, and just thought I can't believe things taste that way. Yeah. You know, some people are really into movies or sure. art or photography, but like that's my thing and I those are Ever super important. Have you had a beer like thing. actually got goosebumps or like oh my Pro- god. Yeah, for sure. Right? Like, I definitely like, get ridiculous holy about shit, like I get that. emotional about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Not even lying. Like, Joe Beef was like that yeah, for me. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe yeah. Beef pretty lit. Yeah. He was just like crying the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was just sobbing. I had to eat outside of the But it was still a great experience. Yeah. 
Yeah. Why is this grown grown man just <laughs> balling? Is that okay, sir? Yeah. It's also Buku's. That's amazing. Amazing. It wasn't a proud moment. They have a pretty good uh, B list too. Like they have like, the Castor and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. Good ass stuff. Also, Rooming Miami. Liverpool House had Liverpool Hill, Hill Farmstead when I was there. Yeah. Oh, yo. Let's make that reservation for like three years from now. So yeah. I actually get it. Yeah. I think they looked like a month. Yeah, a month or something. Okay. Well, we did. We went like anniversaries and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. Always score doing it. So we can't yeah, otherwise, like, otherwise it is like a solid one. Yeah. Yeah. Two or three weeks. They didn't have a farmstead, eh? That other bar did. Larry's had it. Remember, I didn't Sean know Hill goes to Montreal a bunch, I guess. Yeah, right. They're yeah. like friends with the Joe Beef guys. Maddox, it's like 40 bucks. Is that not a normally? It's like 40 bucks a bottle. Canadian. Like, for what? For Hill Farmstead. That's not what they're charging. Farmstead. I can't remember which one because I didn't. We're still. Yeah, remember they were saying that? Because I was like, okay, this, I knew they were a big deal, but I didn't know. Was we bought a bunch them. of them? I don't remember how much they were when we were there. Though. I feel like they're quite expensive, but 40 bucks just for a, whatever, 750 mil bottle or whatever. They may have been like 20 ish bucks somewhere there. You know, it's probably bar prices. But yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I could see that. If you just look at those retail on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so sorry, we keep getting distracted, guys. This is why the friggin'. It's not quite a, a lightning round. Yeah. We probably change your name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're going to have to give it up. Yeah. Death Row Meal. And beer pairing. So, like, if you had to have a final meal and beer, mm. if there would be uh, anything that would come to mind. Well, it doesn't have to necessarily be a pairing, does it? Just maybe a death row beer. Like, you get so, one left, or it can be like if, with if your you final might, meal. What's your final meal? I feel like yeah. meal is appropriate. I like that. I like that for the yeah. guys, maybe, but like, <sighs> you don't have to answer that. No okay. pressure, though. Um, Every answer's right. Are like, you like. On death row for a little bit, or like about to be? No, you're about <laughs> to be executed. Okay. Like you're like this. They don't give you a death row meal. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> it's probably like an ice box. They're not gonna give you shit. They're gonna give you. You probably want it to be like something that will numb the pain. You're maybe so, already in the chair. Or like they're bringing. Maybe yeah. I don't think you feel any. I don't yeah. know. Who knows these days? But like you know, maybe maybe. This is very specific. But it's extremely yeah. specific. <laughs> that's the point. It's supposed to be ridiculous and make you think. Yeah. I got. Like a really good paella and Cezanne Dupont. All right, nice. yeah. classics. Yeah, I like that. Sounded fancy. <laughs> Top that. <laughs> yeah, beat that. <laughs> I don't know. Shit. Well, uh, probably. Paella's uh, lit. Great job. Frito pie and a Budweiser. We <laughs> <laughs> had a Frito pie yesterday. We didn't know what it was. What's a Frito yeah. pie? <laughs> I'm right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's Frito's so, chips. Yeah. They put them in. Oh yeah, walking yeah. taco. Yeah. yeah, but I didn't know what was actually. I was like, oh, I bet there's gonna be just the chips in there, and it was like just like the chili chips, chips and cheese. And yeah, the fucking. Uh, I feel like a slice of cheese. But you're like supposed to open the bag, right? And it all goes in there. It doesn't get more American, American yeah. than that. I know. Well, that's as America as it gets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when we got out there, I was like, uh, you should serve it with like one of those little flags. Yeah. Yeah. Under the flag. Maybe a spoon with a sign on the end. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. What should we get? I got it. That'll do. What's the food? Yeah, it's it needs some sort of nourishment. I think I got like one and vitamin from yeah. it. We've been buying you time, Tommy. So. Yeah. 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 Keep talking. <laughs> you could say one of your I own beers. Too. You could yeah. say one of your own beers with one of your own beers <clears throat> from this fantastic. Han ah, ready and a 51K. Oh, shit. Well, <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, Outback Steakhouse, cheesy bacon fries. Okay. okay no, I'm, I, I, I think, like, I love, like, jerk seasonings. I'd probably get, like, a jerk chicken something. Nice. And, uh... It's a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, 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 I like a jerk sauce on anything. Um, <laughs> yes, well done, sir. And then I guess something to cool it down, maybe? Yeah, like, I think uh, maybe, like, maybe Cascade Manhattan. I like... Love the yeah. Which one's barrel aged? 
It's in um, the Manhattan sour. Project, yeah. So it's kind of like is spices. It or? It's a cherry bourbon barrel sour. It's, it's just like a like a nice biting sour. It's like nice. Creek is like all sour, clean. Yeah. And the Cascade is like a little bit more roasty. That is a but, great beer. Yeah, Have you guys had anything from Cascade? Too bad. No. And they're and I, I, the, the ones in the big bottles yeah. are like thirty dollars. And really, that's right? the problem. Yeah. Is, yeah. But I mean, it's, it's like, worth it. It's like a like a celebration. I keep debating. Yeah, and we should like, grab we, one beverage warehouse. We see. I feel like I want to go get a bottle and bring it back. We're gonna go. Yeah. We're gonna go a bottle today and pick up some stuff. Before tomorrow, so if you're gonna have time, so. yeah. we'll get some for you before you go. Because yeah. we're like, it's that we're like marketers yeah. for them at this point. Yeah. It seems like, I like <laughs> yeah, the fake one. Like, one. I keep saying the fake, the fake. I think it's the fake. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's Figaro. the one. That's yeah. a good one. From Cascade? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, favorite style to brew? So I mean, you can still answer that as well. That. Yeah. Well, even if you're not brewing, maybe you're like, I like it when uh, I like it when you brew this. I like it when I get to the parking lot. I smell hops. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. That's it. That's a great. That's a good answer. Any style with hops? Um, I mean, yeah, all of our IP, the IPAs that we brew are the hardest beers, and the kettle sours are the hardest beers to brew. So like the stout is probably because it just smells really good, and it's yeah. not this exorbitant amount of work to get it to get it to be what you want it to be. Right. So I would probably say the stout. Stout. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. The last question <clears throat> was uh, worst beer you've ever brewed. Oh. Like. You guys have you poured it? Have you dumped it back yet? Yeah, yeah. The most expensive beer we've ever oh, brewed Lord. is also the beer that we've dumped. <laughs> yeah. It's like, called Soft Drugs. It's like a triple IPA that just didn't quite yeah. drink the way it was. Yeah. It's really was hard it, to get up to that alcohol bad, percentage. Or was it just like not what just you wanted? Just didn't meet, yeah. It's not that it was bad, it just didn't, it did not ferment out to what it needed to be. Was it fixable, or is it? Too, too I tried a lot, a lot of different things <laughs> to try to fix it, and it was. And at, at that point, like you're waiting and waiting and waiting to see if it'll it'll work, and it, you you could have had three beers go through that tank. Right, so like, you're just wasting time. time I've got money, six beers on yeah. tap, and I'm waiting and praying for this one beer to maybe be ready, and right. it's not. You know, so you, you just have just to get out of there. That was yeah. right. Yeah. We he had brewed it before we opened, and so it was like holding up a fermenter when we were like needed to catch up. Right, we were just, we were just dying. Yeah. Um, and we're we're pretty committed to dumping beers. Like we think dumping beers is part of like if you're going to be experimental be right, enough, right? Right. Gotta you got to right. like have standards to to where you're willing to dump it. So we're counting on dumping beers, and you also want to be pushing it enough that like some stuff that you're going to try is not going to work out and make yeah. sense to dump it. So yeah, it's you're counting on living organisms basically to to make sure your beer. So there's always going to be a slip up here and there where you have to and you know, we've got we've got a bunch of guys who are and, and girls that are really good at picking up off flavors and I count on them and Tommy to taste the beer and if it doesn't taste right it's just we're not gonna even debate it it's just yep. gonna go down the drain yep. you know, it's the way to go but the worst beer I ever brewed I, I before I really understood um, like how grains grain works I brewed a home brewed beer and it was all specialty malt, so like you usually count on base malt to. So like I, it was yeah. just a bunch of like <laughs> crystal malt and like biscuit malt, and like there was no base malt in it. Right. And it was it was just, just super a clusterfuck. It was really weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was probably the worst beer I ever brewed. I've never brewed a bad beer. Yeah. Because I've never you brewed. Clean slate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's One good though. I mean, not not having ever brewed, I it's. 
it's easy for me to not have to, to meddle in anything he's doing though, which is actually like right. a really good thing to. You don't like, want to micromanage while he's doing his art, right? Like, the other thing is, like when he was doing his pilot batch brews out of my garage, I was thinking like, well, this is a good time to like learn brewing, and I very quickly realized like, if I like spend Two hours and hours yeah. with him brewing it, I'm gonna like it better because we spent a bunch of time on it. Right. But like I just right. wanna always like give like the most have critical like, opinion. Yeah. Right. It's gonna right. have the same exact perspective that most of your customers are gonna right. have. Right. Most yeah. of the customers are not brewers and they're just tasting it and they're gonna You don't wanna get too attached to it before right. you right. even put it out. So So some might say I'm more important than the brewer. Well I'm just kidding. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> some might say some might say some might say. That's amazing. Was there anything else you guys wanted to touch on, or do you have any other questions, Cody? So you look like you have to. I love the. No, I was gonna say I love the beer and this is yeah, the nice and yeah, really cool, man. I'm, I'm, I'm into this. Uh, it's the the cold brew cold cream, cold cream imperial cream, imperial imperial cream ale. That's all yeah. good. I don't know. So this is I expected it to be right. Back. That's right. So I'm kind of into this stuff. Like the I've, I've had like coffee lagers before and yeah. coffee blondes yeah. and coffee it's a cool style because you're not expecting that right. roastiness to it but there is and it's not from the malt it's from the actual coffee that's yeah. in it so it's, yeah. it's I'm like a, a big fan of beers that taste different than they look yeah you know that's I mean? really cool yeah. it's like the crystal pepsi back in the day yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is this like when I say yeah. golden stouts exactly. it tastes caramel but it looks crystal yeah, like cool. yeah. I had that um, ballast point velvet Red velvet yeah. cake, yeah. Was, I didn't really like it. It was it was uh, colored with beets. It was beet, yeah. Oh, interesting. It, yeah. And it's like nitro, so it's, it's like a nitro, but it's like a clear. It's like, it looks like that. It kind of looks like this. With like a but it's like it, I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird, but the, the, it was just fun. I don't know. I like fun. fun I like, yeah. I, I've actually brewed with beets before, and that's that's another one of those beers where like you see it and you think it's gonna be super fruity, and then you try it. It's right. really earthy. It's yeah, like crazy yeah, yeah, earthy. I feel like he. Perfect, great example. Yeah. I feel like yeah. if you like raspberry or something like that, to like balance, give it the color. Yeah. On top of that, maybe you like that For would sure. be cool to, to kill. No, that. yeah, you can't just you can't do just beans stout. though. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. Man. It's just drinking dirt at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really. Yeah, I didn't enjoy it at all, but it was fun to take photos of them yeah. and do it. Holmes, check them out. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. No, I mean, you guys. Thank yeah, you, you guys so much for your time. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate, appreciate you coming by. This place is sick. Great now, job, you thanks. actually got us uh, when you were grabbing the beers. Uh, Nick was telling us about the food, and the menu. I'm like, gonna have to get some dinner. Yeah, Dude, yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like we're gonna be kids for a little bit. Like, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. This is fantastic. The beers are amazing. We want to shoot a quick uh, versus video and compare yep. the IPAs and uh, get Dave in something. Rapper's Sweet. be hanging out with us when they're like just sitting there. He's like, yeah. Oh. Legend. Can I can I can I play guys? Can <laughs> I play beer guys? I want to play beer. Um, but where can everyone find you guys online? Homesbrew.com. I mean everything's just at, at Homes Brewery. Brewery. On, yeah. Uh, Instagram, yeah. Yeah. Homes Brewery. Brewery. Uh, Facebook, Twitter. Yeah. Like. MySpace isn't set up yet. No, yeah. Uh, yeah. Is your mixtape coming out soon? <laughs> 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 that's your fire mixtape. <laughs> I'll keep an eye for it. We'll keep an eye for the mixtape. Um, <laughs> so thank you guys for watching. Uh, if you enjoyed the uh, episode, check us the thumbs up on YouTube. Hit subscribe. If you want to hit us up on social media, at BAOS Podcast, because of course you do. And check out the uh, actual podcast on Apple Podcasts. I said the word podcast 14 times. Yep. Uh, and uh, Google Play, Spreaker. What's the other one called? Stitcher. That's the one. All that stuff. Stitcher. Stitcher. <laughs> Can't say anything about scamming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bullshit. Racist. Alright, yeah. That's yeah. it. Thank yeah. you again, guys. Cheers. Yeah, appreciate Get it. Get in.